my hair is not working, so we're just going to do that. <laughs> see it, Brad. I'm laying on the floor. <laughs> so please. So we're doing this podcast again, the quarantine one. And this time we've got Brad Keffer back again. And normally when I talk to Brad, it's because he's really smart about hockey things. And then we talk about hockey things. This time, it's a very special episode of this podcast that doesn't have a name, in which Bradley and I are going to talk about MTV's The Challenge. And I'm pretty pumped about it. Brad, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Good, thanks. So, just in case people don't know what The Challenge is, first, shame on you. Second, it is a show on MTV that used to feature people that were on the real world and road rules and they would take them to some location and they would engage in physical competitions eliminating each other along the way until you got to the end and the people remaining have to run some very difficult obstacle course and at the end the person that wins wins a bunch of money it has been on somehow for 35 seasons which is ridiculous. Not 35 years, but 35 seasons. Um, and at this point, it's kind of morphed into just a physical competition between reality show people and also somehow people in their 40s who used to be on Road Rules or The Real World and are still hanging around and their career seems to be doing challenges and making money that way. So... That's a little bit of background. Brad, how long have you been watching this messy show? Uh, not as long as I should have been. I'll say that much. <laughs> um, I started uh, the first year Devon got on the show. I forget what season that was. Was it 33, 32? Right around there. Okay. So a few years back. I think it was Car Maria's most recent win was the first year I watched. Okay. I'm actually really surprised she's not on the season because she's one of the ones where it seemed like her job was being on challenges. Yeah. But I'm kind of glad she's not because she was annoying. So. Everyone needs a season off of Cara and Polly for, you know, oh just a break. Those two together. So no, I feel like if you don't know what we're talking about, it might be time just to like maybe pass on this particular episode of the <laughs> podcast because we're going to be getting into the weeds a little bit. But like this is actually a perfect accompaniment. I don't know if you've seen Brad, but on SBNation.com, they're actually doing sportsy recaps of challenge episodes. Um, so it's, you know, we're doing blog work. It's all related. There are no sports. So this is like the closest thing we've got to sports right now. Um, so, yeah. So we're like, what, four or five episodes in? Two or three? Three or four? four Something like that. I think. Four yeah. episodes in. Right around there. So this season is kind of the weirdest one that I've seen yet. So normally they take them to some like far flung location like Thailand or um, where were they the time? Where were they that, that first season that Cara Maria won? They were someplace weird. Indonesia or something. I can't remember. I don't know. I, might, I think it was, I know one of the seasons was the Czech Republic, but I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, which... it might've been that. Yeah. I knew there was one somewhere in, in that part of the world. But so, yeah, they take them to some far-flung location. They put all these people into what is essentially a real-world house, like some ridiculous mansion someplace. 
And they all live together. And of course, drama ensues because that's really the entire point of the show. But this time they have placed them in what appears to be like an abandoned Cold War bunker of some kind. So it's like completely underground. It's completely closed off. It doesn't seem terribly comfortable. And like the only real space that they have to like live their lives is this like giant combination kitchen dining room workout room thing which is of course where all the fights happen so this season's kind of weird because the living situation is kind of a lot how have you been enjoying this season so far i think it's been it's been good but i haven't liked how the eliminations have gone at least on the guy's side oh my god i'm so (laughs) so pissed about how these eliminations are going so I don't know why I feel like I have to give like extreme background on this show, but I'm going to keep doing it. Um, It's for the best. Yeah. The way the eliminations work is that they do some kind of physical competition normally in teams, but sometimes individually at the end of this like initial competition, it's kind of like every reality TV show competition like has this format. Like essentially it's the same format as top chef, but so you have like an initial competition the winners of that initial competition become the group of people in the last few seasons. They've called it like the trifecta or some dumb shit. Now it's the tribunal. Um, It's usually like Troika. Yeah. Three (laughs) or four. It's usually like three or four people and they're charged with deciding who is going to go into the elimination competition. And then the other person in the elimination competition This season, they're voted in by the House. I think in past seasons, it's just been, like, the loser. Like, the absolute loser of the first competition is going in. But to make it spicier, they've decided to have the House vote on one person going in. And then this group of people in charge get to vote on the other person going in. So that's how you end up in an elimination. So obviously, with all of this voting and stuff going on, most of the show is just, like, politicking and making friends and getting people to like you. And the problem that I have been finding, especially with this season, somehow more than the last few, is that, as I explained earlier, there are these people who have been doing this show for, like, over a decade. And I'm not exaggerating. And so they've formed this little clique that they have decided in, like, a weird fraternity house way since they've been doing it for so long they're somehow better and because of this if you've only been on the show for a little while or god forbid you're brand new you have to be the loser that goes into the competition every single time this makes in my opinion and i'll see what you think brad the first half of the season of these shows like kind of boring because you kind of know what's going to happen social game wise and and until they pick off the new people one by one And then you start getting into interesting things. It's just kind of like, okay, so there's a new guy. The new guy's going to have to go in every single time because he's the new guy. How do you feel about this? Yeah, that that, that gets frustrating to watch. Like, the the big surprises were, like, when, you know, Josh and Laurel last year threw threw Wes in. When Bananas Mm -hmm. went in that, that same season. And, like, those two went out early. And it was like, whoa, this is different for once. This yeah. isn't the same thing. But now you have, 
even though they gave them a twist this season that you have to go in elimination, it's still, which I think, which I think the whole point of that was to try to get away from this. Yeah. It's still happening and that we have Jay go in the first three eliminations all in a row. And what's been, but what's been kind of fun about that is so Jay was on Survivor. Is that where he came from? Yeah. He was on Survivor and he is like an extremely handsome, like sprightly guy who likes to do rock climbing. So like picture that in your head, like picture like a, um, a guy that likes to go camping and climb walls and Lean. stuff like that. Yeah. Like he's always yeah. wearing a knit cap. He's got long hair like that. That's the that's the look where. Yeah. And he's very skinny. So people think that he's an easy target because a he's new B he's, you know, not like a big burly muscle guy, which a lot of these guys are. So they decided as the new guy and the small guy, he was going to be the guy that everyone was going to try to go against so that they could get what what are they red skulls you have to get a you have to earn a red skull in an elimination in order to be allowed to be in the final. So they keep putting this poor kid in and one by one, he's picking off like really big time players. Like one of my favorite players that plays this silly game um, is a guy named CT who originally I believe was on a season of the real world, but I don't could not tell you which one because it was at least 10 years ago. Um, But he's just like a, like a big burly goofy Boston guy who used to be kind of like a villain on this show, mostly because he was just like big and tough and impossible to beat. And also a little bit of a lunatic. Um, But since then he's like gotten married and have had kids and he's like calmed down. So now he's kind of like the dad of the house. Um, But this kid Jay took him out, uh, which was pretty, I don't know. That surprised you surprised the hell out of me. Yeah. I did not see that coming at all. No, and I. What was their? What did they have to do? It was a physical competition, wasn't it? It was. They had to block the other person from going into their bunker. So they had to like build, like move rocks in front of their door, and then they tied ropes around the. Oh, the, that's the door. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was like kind of a combination puzzle and physical thing. Like there was just like a. It looked like a mausoleum in a cemetery, and they had to pile really heavy shit in front of the door, and they had ropes and chains that could tie around the door. The goal was to make sure that your opponent could not open your door while you were trying to open their door. And even while they were doing it, it kind of looked like CT was going to win because he was like tying complicated knots and being as big as he is. He was just putting giant things in front of the door. And somehow, I guess, like Jay, like found the slip part of his knot and just like everything came undone really quickly and he was able to beat him. So that was a big surprise. Um, the first competition he did was essentially just rock climbing. So that was just easy. So that was, I think, when they figured out that maybe he wasn't going to be as easy. Um, and then he took out CT. And then this week, which was like, I watched it this morning. And at the end of it, I was just pissed. Because he seems like a nice kid, right? Like, don't you think? Like, a lot of these people seem like assholes. But he seems like a pretty not terrible person. For the most part. Yeah, and he was definitely one of the more well-liked people on Survivor on his season. So, like, he's definitely oh, see, has that. I don't that. watch Survivor. Yeah. I don't watch it religiously, but I no- yeah. at least know of it. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so he, he definitely has that vibe. Yeah, so they throw him in again. 
because for some reason, despite the fact that he's gone in twice and come back twice, they still continue to think he's like an easy target. And ascent that the competition that he's got to do is pretty much just rugby. And so there's a guy in the house, a British guy called Rogan. So the other weird thing is they've brought in like British reality TV stars, which is kind of weird because I'm not sure how many people in America have seen like Jordy Shore, Shore, like wherever these people come from. Like, so essentially these are just new characters for us because we've never seen them before. So one of them is this guy called Rogan, who's just like a big giant meathead. And I think he said during this competition that he played rugby for like his whole life, which is not surprising because he's enormous. So you've got this giant guy against this skinny guy. And the episode ends with Rogan picking this kid up and slamming him down so hard that he appears to be like concussed and maybe his arm is broken. Like he's laying on the ground face down in the sand, not moving. And that's how they ended the episode. And I was like, what? No, what? It was like crazy. What? Yeah. yeah. So how was it for I, you? I was not expecting it to end there. Um, no. I knew it was going to go bad for him just because of the competition being, you know, take this ball on fire and get it past this big dude. Um, but I didn't think it was going to go that bad that quick. And, like, I don't think anybody there thought it was going to be that quick either. You can see their reactions when it happened. Everybody that was watching was just totally shocked. So I was kind of – so, like, honestly, it's hard to imagine how he wins this competition. But I was kind of thinking, like, okay, maybe – He's quick on his feet. He's a lot of times small people, like even with hockey, we know this, the small ones are always faster. So I was thinking, okay, like maybe he would be able to like do some kind of like move and get around him real quick. And maybe that's how he would be able to win. Um, But he literally just got destroyed physically. And I am both like interested and extremely worried to see how this pans out because it it really I'm not sure I've ever seen anyone look so hurt on this game before it was pretty bad and like people have gone to the hospital on this show before but this one was just like he looks fucked yeah I haven't you've watched more than me but I haven't either so it's the only thing I can remember like a major injury to me uh, that I saw was when Leroy fell off the cars competition into the water. Yeah. That's the only one I can really think of right now that even was close. That was pretty bad. I forgot about that one. Now that I'm thinking about it, there are a lot of regulars that aren't on this season, which is interesting. I wonder if that was like a conscious choice by MTV to have new people on, or if some of the old people just didn't want to do it anymore. I bet it's an MTV decision because I can't imagine these people like they don't have real jobs. So I can't imagine they would be like, no, I don't want to do this. Yeah, it's it's, it's a I, I would lean that way, too. Yeah, there's definitely some that don't want to come back or don't specific seasons don't want to come back. But yeah. So what is it about this show that you like so much? Uh, it's during the off season of Big Brother and I need a Big Brother void. That's basically <laughs> uh and, I mean, uh, it is, like, it's definitely, if you like Big Brother, this is definitely the kind of show that you can get into because it's, you know, the same kind of premise plus physical activities. It's it's Big Brother, but the competitions are, like, seven times worse Yeah. as far as <laughs> uh, ability to hurt yourself on. 
So did you start watching it because they bought, brought Big Brother people on? Is that what got you in? Yeah, uh, I think what Natalie and Victor were first. Yeah. And then it was Devon and Jose. Yeah, that's when I started. Okay. It was, I did kind of like that they started bringing them in only because if you've played Big Brother, you know how to work people. And that's, I think, obviously the physical stuff is kind of the main thrust of the show, but where it gets interesting is the way people play each other politics-wise to get votes or to make friends or to kind of just, like, figure out how they can get themselves as far as possible in the game by, like, preying on people's weaknesses mentally. Um, which, like, sounds shitty, but it's, like, really interesting to watch from, like, a viewer perspective. And that's that's pretty much why I like Big Brother. Um, like, Big Brother competitions are not very interesting. They're usually just, like fun arcade games for the most part but watching people try to figure out what people are doing in their minds is interesting to watch yeah um and speaking of big brother i think it's interesting when last night's episode we had josh and wes and josh has been trying to start this sort of rivalry with wes and it's just not working at all like wes is just like no, I don't I don't want to think about you at all. <laughs> that was pretty funny. So there are so a couple of these like old heads that have been on the show forever um are kind of awful because they've been <laughs> on the show forever, but also great because they know what they're doing as far as playing it. And even though they're kind of like so I like Wes. Like he's one of my favorite people that's on this show. Because I mostly think he's he's an asshole, but it's funny the way that he is. And he's also, like, extremely blunt and doesn't really lie about what he's doing so much as he just manipulates people by telling them a bunch of different things. Whereas, like, another one of the old guys that's been on forever who is, like, well into his 40s and continues to call himself Johnny Bananas for some reason. Um, he sucks and I hate him. Because his way of playing the game is just kind of more douchebaggy in a way that I don't appreciate. Super opposite with that. You like Johnny Bananas. And don't like Wes. Well, I've, I've liked Wes a little bit more this season. But yeah, I've I've definitely... And maybe it's the season I started with. Again, it's possible. Mm. But uh, yeah. I, like I start about him? <laughs> uh, he's entertaining. I think I... he... I think he, uh, I'm a big fan of him. Like, I feel like it'd be, it's boring when he gets sent out because at least from a, from a, like a drama standpoint, uh, like, drama. like, uh, just this, this season, even the first girls elimination when him and Wes got Jen to read that awful speech. Oh my, that was hilarious. Like, none of that would have happened. Like if those two weren't talking together and working together or if they yeah. weren't in there, um, I've always, I, yeah. I, I never really liked Wes, but I think some of that's from other people's rivalries. Like, of course, I'm a big Devon supporter and she's yeah. had problems with him and I just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. This season, though, I feel like he's kind of like the way that he's like, I don't even give a shit anymore. I'm just going to come in here and do the stuff I have to do to win. It's kind of like... I respect it a little bit. And also, I think he's funny. 
Um, but there's like a weird. You know who's the worst though? I know who? you know. I I know you know what I'm gonna say. Jordan. Oh yeah. Jordan is the worst. So there's another guy who for a long time, like he was on the show for a long time and then off of it for a long time and then kind of came back. He's this guy called Jordan who I believe came from road rules back in the day. But uh, he's kind of psychotic in his asshole behavior and so cocky that like it almost makes you want to throw up. And I don't really know, like, part of me wonders if it's some... So he's um, was born without some fingers on one of his hands. Um, so he's got, like, a bit of a disability that he's had for his entire life, but he doesn't seem to consider it a disability. But sometimes I wonder if, like, the extreme cockiness is, like, something that developed in his childhood as, like, you know, to combat whatever insecurities he had about the fact that he was... Not, didn't have a whole hand on his hand. Um, but he's also the worst. You don't like him, do you? I don't. Um, okay. I, I actually found myself rooting for him last year only because he was against Pauly and I mm-hmm. decided to pick, you know, that side at that point. That's true. Um, did you see Wes's tweet that they didn't show on the show, but Jordan had thrown orange juice in his face and they had that confrontation at the in the kitchen that... No. Yeah. Yeah, I need to follow more of these people on Twitter. I because there was like he was cleaning up the orange juice on the table. Yeah, yeah. So Wes and Jordan had a fight. Um, and all, this fight like kind of perfectly sums up the kind of ridiculous things that happen when you force people to live together like hamsters. Like someone had messed up the turf in their fake little workout gym. Like, you know, when a runner, like a rug gets a little bump in it and you've got to pull it from either end to get the bump out like that happened. So we're talking about something extremely insignificant. Somehow this led to a very tense confrontation between Wes, who is good, and Jordan, who is bad, Um, simply because apparently Jordan told Wes that he wasn't straightening out the carpet in the proper way. And they had this like extremely tense fight. Jordan was waving a sausage in Wes's face at one point for some reason. And then at the end of this fight, they showed Jordan cleaning up orange juice. And apparently that's because he threw orange juice in Wes's face, which I have to say, knowing that that happened now, like Wes held it together remarkably well. Like he didn't seem like a person that just had orange juice thrown in his face. Just, no, you know. not, he, he, uh, he handles it very well in that situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to go off topic, but it reminded me of Big Brother when Josh threw the pickle juice in Mark's face that season. Yeah. Do and you how... like Josh? I go back and forth. Uh, me too. I think this last episode, he looked not very smart. Um, yeah. But he's, I, I like to watch him. I think, I think he's at least fun. And not like wallpaper like some other people on the cast. Yeah. And I... Even on Big Brother, I went back and forth with him with, like, feeling like he was, like, a sweet boy with a lot of emotions, and he cried all the time, and it's like, aw. But then also, he's a little bit too up his own ass and, like, thinks he's super great at everything. Like, he's very clearly lumped himself into, like, the power boys, like, the big, burly 
power boys. Like he considers himself one of the, that group, and it's like mm, I don't I don't know if I'd put you in that group, buddy. Like you're not you're not Rogan or even like West. Like he's just not like a a burly physical beast, really. I, I feel I like the. No, what go ahead. Say? Okay. No, go ahead. Uh, I feel like he uh, he's kind of put himself in like the super vets group where like where he talks like he's like acts like one of the OGs like he's been there the whole time and has that same kind of vibe as like you know bananas and Wes and Jordan and whoever else um, and it's just no that, that's not you yeah. you're not you're not there yeah it's that and that's like part that is one of the things that like simultaneously makes me feel bad for him and also think he's an asshole like kind of like one of those things where if you see someone who is like trying to make friends in a group and they're like obviously not but they're trying real hard and they think they're being accepted but everyone's talking about them behind their back like you kind of feel bad for somebody like that but also he's just insufferable about it so it's hard to really feel super bad about it I feel like if Laurel was on this season, he'd have a much easier path to get into like a big group because she has at least connections from years past. God, it was that was the weirdest like pair up that I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> Just extremely <laughs> unexpected. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I I always thought Laurel was like a power lesbian, but then she was like. No, I'm going to make out with Josh, which like, all right, that's cool. But also what? Like, she's like super hot and he's like just kind of fine looking and also weird. It was just like extremely out of left field. I did not see it coming at all. Did, did they kiss? Did I block that out of my memory? I think that they kissed like in the pool. I thought, last I thought he was a Georgia. Oh, that's right. It was Georgia. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm all mixed up. <laughs> yeah uh, I miss Georgia I liked her yeah she was she did surprise I was surprised by how well she did in comps in the previous years but um about the eliminations of this season why do you think that the guys because the girls were doing it but why why do you think the guys aren't taking the chances to jump in to get their red skull and they keep sending Jay in because you need to you need to win one yeah I think because they I think all of them are at their core scared to go against somebody that they think would be difficult and they just consider him easy which I kind of thought that it was going to play out to be hilarious for a little while like this kid was going to just keep taking them out um, but this time it does not seem to be the case um, but I, I kind of think more than the girls the guys are afraid of each other they just don't ever like to admit it like Jordan might not be just because he's so cocky but it's interesting that he hasn't decided to throw himself in even though his wife are they married yet or fiance I don't know I think fiance but I don't know yeah um his fiance is also on the show and she like first competition was like I want to go in right now like, she was immediately ready to go in, and he was, like, super behind the idea of her going in, which could have sent her home. Meanwhile, he does not seem to be trying too hard at all to get in, which is interesting. And then I, I wonder if they might be trying to work some strategy where they think that 
it'll be better for them to like stay in as long as they can and then try to like get the competition over with like at the end real quick but then you risk going up against somebody who's super difficult and at that point and what i feel like like strategically some other people in the house like say say jay is somehow not injured and somehow continues after yeah. this after this um <laughs> that poor child yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh and later in the season there's three people without a skull why would Jay vote in one of them to face someone else in the final when he can just, if they just send in two red skulls against each other and they one leaves and you have one less person in the final to fight against. So I think it's very risky yeah. to not get these skulls early. Yeah, I, I really, this is like, usually I hate when they throw a twist on a show like this, but I love this twist so much because like you were saying earlier, past seasons of this show have just been the people who have been there a long time voting in the people who haven't been there a long time until they're all gone and then they have to go against each other in competitions and that does kind of make for not super exciting eliminations because you you know what's going to happen pretty much it's like a bunch of wild card teams playing against each other until only one of them is left it's like not super thrilling um but this twist has kind of forced them to turn on each other sooner than they would otherwise, which I think is good. It's going to make things more interesting. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think, like, for for so long, like, the main, like, opposite sides were just so split down the middle. And I think this year we've seen a little bit more of, like, oh, like, enemies working together almost. Like, I think when Mm -hmm. Ashley was, when Ashley lost her elimination against D. She was saying the bananas to stop working with Wes. Like Wes and Ashley were more like together than bananas and her ever were because they hate each other. But yeah, it's causing some more splits, which I think is neat. Also, I hated Ashley. Oh, I'm not. I, I don't like Ashley. Yeah, I think she's kind of like the worst. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I'm not sad to see her go. I think if I had to pick someone I don't like the most, it'd be Rogan right now. But Ashley's right up there. I feel like I'm indifferent on Rogan. Like, he's kind of insignificant to me. What do you think of Bear? I go back and forth again with him. Like, I I the same with Josh. Like, I feel like Bear can be entertained, but he also can be super annoying. And... Yeah. There's less happens when he's not there, but how much of it actually matters, I don't know. Yeah. I shamefully love him. (laughs) (laughs) and like it's just like he is exactly the type of dude that like every single woman gets fucked over by at least once (laughs) because he's just he's like super handsome like low-key super handsome his face is very nice despite like the fact that he's covered in a lot of rather terrible tattoos um but He's one of those guys that's just, like, aggressively charming in, like, a very insidious way because all he's trying to do is get in someone's pants. But it's, like, super easy to see how it works. Like, this week... So, this season, he's been targeting this girl named Kaylee, who has a boyfriend at home. Kayla, yeah. Who has a boyfriend at home and has, like, very 
adamantly been saying for weeks now, leave me alone. I have a boyfriend. Like, I'm not going to fuck you. Go away from me. I have a boyfriend. This week, she ends up making out with him in the bathroom because she doesn't think the cameras are in there. <laughs> and just like, why? Before that, I don't know if he was joking or if it was real, but remember he said, um, he has a girlfriend back home too, but he likes someone more here. So like, whatever. <laughs> I feel like every season he said that he has a girlfriend and I, part of me wonders if it's like the same woman <laughs> that he's just like <laughs> constantly cheating on because he's gross. Um, or if this is like a new victim every time. Um, but I don't know if he actually has a girlfriend this time because he is obviously the kind of person who would just completely make up a story to get what he wants. Yeah. <laughs> that could be fake, but I cannot believe that she did it. And also like, she seemed super nonchalant about it in the interview parts of it. And it's like, mm, it's like your boyfriend cool with this situation. Seems like he wouldn't be. Cause it wasn't like a peck folks. No. It was like, uh, up against the wall, like, <laughs> like hand on the ass. Like, full-on, eating-your-face kiss. Like, it was not small. So, I'm, like, kind of interested to see what happens there because she kind of seems to have screwed her whole actual life back home. Um, not great. Which a lot of people actually do on this show, like, more than you would think. They just, like, completely fuck up their at-home relationships because they can't control themselves. Which, again, is why watching a TV show with a bunch of people living in a house together is fun to watch because <laughs> they turn into a mess. Who else is yeah. interesting to talk about? Well, I was, gonna, I was just going to say about Rogan a second. Mm. Do you, like, I, I feel like, do you think he actually cares about D? It's so hard to say. I feel like not in an actual meaningful way, but more in like a, I like having a woman around that worships me and she's the one that does. So I need her around to constantly feed my ego or I'm going to feel bad about myself. Like it's one of those, but I don't know that he actually like loves her. Yeah. I, I can see that being the case because I know I was reading a tweet, uh, something on Twitter that I definitely think feels right. I think he kind of used Jay kissing D as a way of targeting Jay without being like, oh, I'm just going against a weak player as a, oh, I have a reason now. Oh, he's kissing D. I like D, but I don't really in the down low. But <laughs> instead of just being owning it and just being like, yeah, I want an easy skull. Ah, that does that, make sense. Yeah, that's, that's why I was like, oh, you know, that, that, that checks out. It does check out. Because like I said, I think at their core, all of these guys are scared to get taken out by somebody who's just as strong or stronger than them. So they target these little guys until they don't exist anymore. But yeah, I could totally see him being the kind of person who's like, I don't want to seem weak. Yeah. That's bad. So I'll do it this way. That makes a lot of sense. I really need to start following more of these people on Twitter. You have to send me accounts to follow. Okay. Um, but as far as people we haven't talked about, I mean... There was there's Kyle and we haven't talked about it all yet. Oh no, he also, he's another one. He also hasn't he's done in the much bear category. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's not done much this season, probably because Kara's not there. But he's another one. Like I don't think he's as attractive as Bear, but he's another one where I can see why girls go for it. Is it the accent? Maybe it's the accent. <laughs> I don't and know. That's, that's gotta be but, part of it. 
both of these guys are British, so they both have like heavy British accents, and I don't know if that plays a role. Kyle looks a little too much like a pirate for me. I like the shorter hair, but his first season he was very pirate. The shorter hair is way better, but also like you can tell that he's had work done, and I feel like on a man that's not a good look. Like you shouldn't be able to tell that you've had work done on your face. It's not great on a dude. So, yeah, but I can, the beard and the shorter hair works for him, for sure. And not having Kara there kind of makes him less annoying. Yeah. Um, she was annoying. You know who surprised, but surprised me is how many times, like, freaking Swaggy C has been in the tribunal. Like, who the hell saw that coming? I did not expect that he or his fiance were going to be on the show for more than, like, five seconds. Oh, absolutely. I thought they were both, like, First two boots. <laughs> also, like, this week we learned that he used to be a day trader and is, like, a math whiz. Like, there's nothing about his personality or the way that he presents himself that would make you think that he was a super smart person. And he didn't he didn't play Big Brother super smart either in what we saw. No. Like, I mean, there, it wasn't math comps because he was out so quick, so we don't know. But yeah, that, that was very surprising, yeah. That was surprising. And it's going to be interesting to see if they make it. Like, she, I feel like, might make it a long way because... She's kind of, like, flying under the radar for the most part. But, yeah, he's doing way better, better than I thought he would. Especially at comps. Like, he's not losing every comp, which I kind of thought he might. Yeah, he's, he's, doing, he's doing well, which is surprising. But, uh, yeah, Bailey, I feel like she has flown under the radar pretty much. Which is also kind of surprising because, when, you know, I keep going to Big Brother. But on Big Brother, you know, she was very loud and she was very, like, the center uh-huh. of... Yeah. Some of the big dramatic moments in that season. So maybe mm-hmm. she's adapting and trying to just laying a little bit lower. Yeah, maybe being that insane on one show that you didn't win teaches you that you should not be that insane on another show you're trying to win. If you had to pick someone right now, which is like super hard, that you th- who do you think is going to win this season? I mean, this is so confusing because of the Red Skull stuff. Yeah, I know. It makes it so, so interesting. There are so many people that haven't gone in yet, especially on the guy's side. Um, I really like Jenny because she's just an absolute beast. I don't know. I, I, the only way I see someone taking her out is if it's a luck, a luck comp or if it's like math, because I don't know if she knows math. I don't like we haven't seen her in a math comp, I don't think. But mm-hmm. if she's in a physical comp, the person who's facing her is going home no matter what. So I think she's probably my favorite at this point. Yeah, I feel like she could take out half the dudes if she wanted to. Yeah. Like, she's just, she's a beast. Yeah, insanely. Are her lips fake? I feel like that's they an important question. Be. They have to they, be, right? They look yeah, so they bad. Like, she's a very pretty woman, but, like, she's got these giant duck lips. And it's like, don't, don't do that to yourself. Like, you don't need to. You're very pretty. Now your lips look weird. Um, I think if I... I kind of am wondering if um, what's her face? The tall blonde whose boyfriend was also on the show. Jenna. Jenna. Because she is like low-key good at competition but also doesn't cause a lot of drama. So I could kind of see her going far but also like you said I don't know that she's the kind of person that would volunteer herself into an elimination very early. Um because she wants to stay on as long as possible. Because I'm assuming... So the the other thing to consider is, like, 
like I said before, a lot of these people don't have other jobs. Yeah, something just fell down. I don't know what it was. Um, so you have to assume they're, in addition to the prize money, they probably get some kind of, like, per episode Stipend. payment. Yeah. So someone like her who, like, explicitly said on last night's show that, like, she and her boyfriend are going to start a family and they need a lot of money. She's probably going to try to, you know, stay on as long as possible and then get to the final rather than take a chance on getting sent home like week three and, you know, make like 700 bucks from the experience. So I don't know, but I kind of, I'm kind of hoping that this twist leads to a different group of people in the final than you would expect. Yeah. I think, I think it'd be interesting to have like a bunch of, like a bunch of rookies, like you don't Mm -hmm. expect make it. And then you have no idea going into it. Who's going to do well at what? Yeah. I also wonder what this final is going to be because this season's competitions have been a little bit like ridiculous. Yeah. Um, like everything's been about bombs. I feel like every single yeah, time. And then last week they had these people in water that was like 46 degrees, like having to, they had to be in there. I feel like to, to do what they had to do in the water, you had to be in there at least five minutes, which is like a, dangerous amount of time to be in extremely cold water that spoiler alert the other team is throwing ice cubes into the water while you're in there to make it colder one guy had to go to the hospital because he like couldn't stop shaking it was like what are you gonna do to these people as the season goes on because you're blowing things up and trying to freeze them to death and it's getting a little weird yeah, and like what what they had to do for people who don't watch is they had, there was puzzle pieces mm-hmm. that were hooked to um like locks like you put on a locker underwater you had to like get your hands in and figure this combination out um or untie it or something it was untie they were it. carabiners like oh, for okay, rock yeah. climbing so they had to unhook them but they were like it wasn't just like you there was a lot of slack on these ropes you could just like real easily do it they were tight so you had to like pry them off right yeah yeah that's right. Um, yeah, it's like com- in freezing cold water. Yeah, that, that, the other team is constantly putting ice in, which never made sense to me because you're just making it worse for your own team in the next round by getting the water colder. Yeah, I forget who told their team not to put any ice in, but I was like, yes, that makes perfect sense because if you're going last and it's full of ice like a soda, you're totally mm-hmm. screwed. Yeah, absolutely. I, I forget who that was too, but that team was very smart to just... Just not do anything. Yeah. Sometimes that's like the best way. <laughs> this week's this week's competition was a little bit like stupid. And I kept it, thinking the car was gonna tip because me too. Just... <laughs> like the the car was obviously not going anywhere, but also it was kind of hilarious, like how quickly so many of the teams just completely blew it by either not being able to hear each other on walkie talkies or not being able to do math or like simply not looking in the right direction. Like, so what they had to do was they had one of these stunt cars that like goes up a ramp and then kind of goes on two wheels and drives that way. So they have one person inside the stunt car up on two wheels, hanging out the window. And as the car goes by these shipping containers on top of each of the shipping containers is part of a math problem. So it was like 85 times five. And then like the next one was like, divided by 10 or like whatever so you get the point so they had to 
read all of the parts of this math problem in a walkie-talkie to their teammate who was standing at a board who would then complete the math problem. And, like, I think three of the teams, two or three of the teams, like, simply could not hear each other on the walkie-talkie or, like, retain the information. Like, hey, what was the first number? I missed it. And they're like, uh, I don't know. It's like, you you looked at it 30 seconds ago. How do you not remember what it was? So a lot of them blew it, like, so fast. And then, like, Rogan, I don't know why you would put him on the math problem. He seems like a an idiot, like a big, dumb meathead. So they had him on the math problem, which, of course, he got wrong. So that completely screwed them. But, yeah, these competitions are getting a little wacky. At the end of it, if you got your math equation right, it blew something up. So that's kind right. of what we're looking at here. <laughs> was it was it Corey who missed where to put the sticks in and was ended up standing, like, right at the bomb? Yes. I was like, if this thing goes off, he's dead. That's it. Some of these people are so special. Like, it's, <laughs> I wonder how a lot of them function in their daily lives because they seem very dumb. But they can run fast. Good for them. <laughs> So what else do you think we can tell people about this show, if anyone is still listening, <laughs> that they may, might make them want to watch it? Um, stay for, like, go watch it for the betrayals. Like, some of the, those are some of the best yeah. moments. Like, this Wes and Bananas, Wes and Bananas, for those of you who don't know, have had a rivalry for, like, so, so many years. Like, just such a long time now. And this season, they've decided to put that aside and team up. Uh, I don't know about you, Kelly, but I don't think this is going to last all season. And oh no! Whoever gets the the other first is gonna be probably one of the best parts of the season if that happens, which I think it will. Yeah. Um, and the betrayals are just so fun. Like, think about when Ashley took the million dollars from Hunter that year, when oh, Johnny no. took the the full prize from Sarah. Was her name? I think so. Yeah. Like those are my favorite. Like those are just the big like oh shit moments. Like that makes it all worth it. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. The social aspects of this game are the most entertaining part. And whether because they're just crazy people or they know how to play a role on a reality show, most of these people are super good at creating the kind of drama that you want to watch. So, like, if you like Big Brother, this you'll definitely like this show. And I think, like, honestly, if you like any kind of reality television competition show you would probably like this show. Yeah. If you want to catch up, if you want to catch up on this season, go read on espionation.com. I think Carolyn Darnay is writing recaps every week. So you can catch up. You've only missed like three episodes. So you're fine. Yeah. Who's your favorite all time? All time? All time favorite. Ooh, I don't know. I mean CT's up there. But um but I also missed his beginning seasons when they yeah. were live. Um, that's a tough. I didn't think about this. This is a tough question. Who's yours? Aha. Um, I think it's probably CT. I liked him even when he was insane, because it was still <laughs> enter- It was entertaining still. Um, and also I used to think he was super hot. I mean, I think he's hot now still in like a dad way, but he used to be like super super hot. So I liked him for that reason as well. But also he was always entertaining and such a beast at the physical competitions that it was hard not to like him. And I don't know if you know this, but like there was at one point he was, he had like an, a long-term on again, off again relationship with another one of the people that was on this show pretty regularly who ended up dying of cancer. She was very young. 
and you kind of always saw a side of him with her like even when he was in his insane phase like you would see him with her and he would be like incredibly sweet and gentle and then this poor girl died and like you could see how much it broke him up um so that kind of like once you get down to a human level with someone like that, it's kind of like, OK, like I can see that you're actually a good person. You're just a little bit of a hothead. And so I've liked him for a while, but now he's like legit the best just because he's like he's... funny and not at all crazy and like house dad and also physical comp beast. Yeah, he's su- he's super mellow now. Um, I feel like. From what I've seen, little bits and pieces, I feel like that was kind of a turning point for him just to, like, calming down, mm-hmm. which makes a lot of sense, obviously. Um, uh, I think when I, the first season, the first two seasons I watched, you're going to, you're going to laugh at this. Oh, no. I think my, fa- my favorite through the first two seasons was Car Maria. <gasps> Car Marie, sorry. Or, yeah. Yeah. But look, the Final Reckoning, she had a very, very good hero edit. And it was my first That's season, true. and she was very easy to root for as the underdog. And then she won, so it was like such like so many positives. That's true. And I then, actually didn't hate her that season. Yeah, and then I guess recently I just no, not anymore. Her and Paul um, were just the worst yeah. human being together in the world. I uh, as far as people I root for every year, I think it might be bananas. Um, <laughs> so you usually it's uh, you versus me then with Wes and Bananas but uh, um, yeah I don't know I don't really have a full true favor right now which is kind of weird I don't know sometimes I feel like the early part of the season like I'm like this with Big Brother like it takes me almost like half a season before I'm like fully rooting for someone and typically I hate all of them for at least like the first couple of months <laughs> I'm like, I hate these people. They're the worst people. I don't want any of them to win. And then there just gets to be a point where I'm like, mm, this one. And then I just like throw my weight behind it. And that's the one that I'm rooting for. Um, I actually don't know who I'm rooting for this season either. I, I do like Anissa. She, she's, I like. I like her, her like, yeah, as personality wise, I like her a lot. I don't think she has any chance in hell of winning. No. So she's not she wouldn't be the one that i rooted for yeah i don't know who i mean obviously it was going to be ct yep <laughs> and then i was kind of rooting for jay because of the underdog thing but that appears to not be a thing anymore um which by the way that cliffhanger was hideous and i hated it because <laughs> i was like dying to know what was going to happen and like i remember like looking at them starting the competition and I just like scrolled my mouse a little bit to see how much time was left in the recording. And I was like, Oh fuck, they're not going to show us the end of this. Are they? But I didn't (laughs) expect, I kind of, I didn't really expect to end on like an, a person might be dead cliffhanger. But, um, I guess if I had to pick someone to root for right now, it would be, God, who would I pick? Maybe like Corey, like somebody random like that. <laughs> kind of like random. innocuous, bulky man who seems nice enough and hasn't won before. <laughs> someone someone just came to mind that I, I totally forgot about, which is totally on brand for her, is Casey. 
who oh yeah literally played big brother the same way you did not know she existed for the first half of the season and it's kind of how the challenge is going too it is but, because um, like, i legit forgot she was on the show <laughs> but i think i liked her on big brother so maybe, maybe I'll, I'll probably end up rooting for her at some point if she shows up um yeah if she if she makes it through to the end i would probably root for her and i feel like she she's kind of a beast so I feel like once she does end up in an elimination, depending on who it is, she might have an easy shot of coming back. I feel like of, of all the girls, mm-hmm. I, mean, like I was just saying how Jenny can be anybody. She's might be the only one I would put a question mark on just because like she's a football player. Like, Oh my God, that would be good. Like a hall brawl between Casey and Jenny. Oh my <laughs> God, that would be so good. <laughs> one of them might end up dead though, so maybe not that good. But yeah, maybe not. It would be, that would be fun to watch on like a sports level because the both of them are just so athletic and like ripped and definitely capable of kicking someone's ass. (laughs) All right. Do you have anything else you want to add about the challenge? Watch it on Wednesdays. (laughs) Yeah. Check your local listings. Comes on Wednesday. I'm assuming everywhere. What time does it come on? Because I always watch it the next day because I'm in, like, the future and I can't keep track of times. 8 o'clock? Uh, 9 o'clock? I watch, I, I watch it late, but I do think it's 8 o'clock Eastern yeah. Standard Time, yeah. Yeah, and it's, like, an hour and a half, which is kind of nice. I like a long show sometimes, especially this kind of show. So, yeah, hopefully this was, like, a fun little introduction into a show that you might not be watching that is definitely 100% sports. And if you need something sports in your life, this is a good place to turn to, I think. Yeah, definitely. Brad, how long until you start making a stats tracking project (laughs) for the challenge? Listen, (laughs) no joke. I was already thinking about this for Big Brother. I was already thinking of ideas, like full, not even being making a joke here. Like this is this is something that I've been thinking about. But um, yeah. So, I am not it, kidding when I tell you I <laughs> fucking love this. And if you don't do it, I'm going to kill you. So just <laughs> that is so fun. When, when your joke actually becomes reality. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually, it wasn't even a joke. It was just an extremely good idea. So you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brad, thank you for hanging out with me. Maybe we'll do this again. We should do like little 20 minute recaps of every one of these episodes for funsies. We'll talk next week. See if we want to. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Brad. Thank you. Thanks for having me.